Hey, it's Monique. Hope all is well. This is episode 41 of the Brown Vegan Podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can learn more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And I'm also Brown Vegan everywhere on social media, including YouTube. So check me out in all those places. Thanks for being here. And so this is episode 41. And because of my vegan anniversary just passed, I've been a vegan for six years in April. I wanted to do an episode to talk about some of the things that I've learned over the last six years and, you know, some of the things that I didn't expect to happen because I think it's fun. So I'm going to go with the number six and talk about six different things that I didn't expect to happen when I transitioned to a vegan life, or I guess six lessons that I didn't expect to uh, learn or overcome and all of that other stuff. So let's get into it. So when I started this transition in April, 2010, um, I had been a vegetarian at that point for two years. I had no desire to become a vegan. At least I didn't think I did because I thought being a vegan would be too difficult. Um, Some parts of me thought that being vegetarian was kind of difficult, mainly because I miss seafood. So because of that, I didn't really think that I would transition to vegan life. And I was just kind of like, I don't know. But I read Sister Vegan by Breeze Harper, and that really changed everything for me. It was the first time that a vegan book resonated to me, you know, in that way. And so because of that, at that moment, I mean, I'm midway through the book. I'm like, I'm going to be a vegan. I think this is much bigger than me. It's much bigger than my family. I have to do this. This is the right thing to do. This is the right way to live. And so I decided to become a vegan at that point. And the thing that I didn't really expect, one of the things I didn't really expect is for my family to have transitioned so much with me. Now, I wanted to, of course, bring everybody on um, on board. And I remember when I first started, I was just like really, really, really into everybody being vegan. It was so important to me. And of course, it still is. But, you know, the real world, how that can be, it's not always the way that you want it to be, especially as your children grow. Um, they have their friends. They go out. They do more things you really can't give them that type of pressure. I mean, think about it. There's adults who can't even transition to a vegan lifestyle. So I think that's a lot of pressure for children. And for me, I just think it's important to give your kids as much information and the foundation to make decisions that make the most sense for their lives. Anywho, just didn't expect my family to transition in such a great way with me. You know, my kids, especially my son, Elijah, I mean, he eats so much more than he ever did. I mean, this is a kid who would only eat like chicken nuggets and French fries and corn dogs and a whole bunch of crap he shouldn't have been eating before we transition. And now he doesn't uh, fight me the same way. If anything, I feel like he's the most, um, at 13, he's the most open-minded about the food um, than my other two kids. Um, My son, Brandon, who is 11, he's always been really good about food, but I feel like Elijah is the most open-minded. At least he'll try everything now, um, opposed to before when he didn't. So I didn't expect the family to transition so well with me. Um, my husband, um, I mean, I think I mentioned this before in a previous episode. He, he was like, oh, that's so cool that you want to be a vegan, but uh, are you going to still cook what I want? Are you going to still make you know, chicken and steak and things like that? And so um, he is really open-minded, too, about it. He's Nobody else in the household is a vegan. Um, I, you know, no one else identifies as vegan in my house, but they're so much open-minded about food. And I feel like we eat so much better than we did six years ago. So that is something that I feel like that's a really good lesson and something that um, I didn't know if I expected it to be this on this level, like everybody being so um, open-minded about the lifestyle the way they are. So if you are struggling with that with your own family, hang in there. I promise it'll get better because there were times when I didn't think that my family would transition. You know, the dynamics are just so interesting when you do it with the family. 
The second thing that I didn't expect to happen when I transitioned to a vegan lifestyle is that I would get used to reading food labels. I know. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I first transitioned, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, how in the world do people do this? All you're doing is reading labels so much. But you'll get into the groove where you're buying like a lot of the same products so you know what's vegan and what's not. So you don't feel as overwhelmed. Also, there are so many websites that you can go to to just check uh, ingredients. PETA does a really good job on PETA.org, I think it is, P-E-T-A.org does a really good job of listing a lot of the products that are vegan friendly, everyday products that we use. And also, um, because people have so many food allergies, you can go to the website of the company and they will list on there whether or not something is vegan, uh, vegetarian, whether or not it is um, has animal you know, testing as far as cosmetics, all of those different things. Because we as consumers are way more aware of what's out there. Uh, companies do a really good job these days of showing that. So anytime you're in a store, you can just like go to the company's website to determine whether or not something is vegan. And of course, by looking at ingredients, you'll be able to tell too. A lot of times because of the allergens um, that so many people have, you can, it'll tell you right on the label whether or not it contains soy, which is vegan, but you know, some people don't eat soy, uh, whether or not it contains milk, it'll tell you right on the label a lot of times. So you can just look at that to eliminate really quickly. But I didn't expect to get used to that, um, always checking food and determining whether or not it's vegan. Um, because I used to be so overwhelmed by it. But of course, like anything, um, after you do it for a while, it just gets a lot better, right? So if you're struggling with the reading the labels and all of that, hang in there, you will get so used to it. It's going to be just like second nature to automatically, you know, flip over a box or flip over something and determine whether or not it's vegan. Of course, one of the best ways to not even worry about that is by buying as many, you know, whole ingredients as possible so that you don't have to worry about that. But, you know, we live in a real world and sometimes oh, you have to eat out of the box more so than you want to. So I wouldn't really um, beat yourself up too much about that. But, yeah, you'll get used to reading labels. I know I did. The third thing that I didn't expect to happen that I would have to cook so much. Now, I do go through these times and I feel like I'm going through it right now where I don't really feel like cooking and I'm not cooking a whole lot and I feel like we're just eating <laughs> a little bit of everything and it's just kind of all over the place as far as what our meal plan looks like um, for the last couple of weeks. But um, mainly it's because I'm working on some projects and it's just, just I don't know, sometimes when I'm working on projects, the last thing I want to do is um, cook. And I know you guys can relate, especially, you know, working and kids and, and just life in general. Sometimes you just don't want to. I just didn't expect to cook as much. Now, granted, before I was a vegan, of course, I had my family, my three sons, my husband, and I didn't... Um, uh, when I think about it, I didn't really cook a whole lot back then before I was a vegan. So the idea of like chopping all these vegetables and prepping and cooking and all of that just felt really, really overwhelming initially. I remember thinking, okay, I see why people don't do this because it was, it just felt like it was so much work. But the really, when I think about it now though, it wasn't that it was, uh, some of the recipes probably were complicated. Overall, it just really wasn't a lot of work. It was just different from how I was doing things before because I would just kind of throw things in the oven and that was it. You know, I didn't really think about, uh, you know, necessarily making everything from scratch. And I don't make everything from scratch now, but I am more mindful. I try to make sure that we get, you know, home cooked meals as much as possible. Um, I just didn't expect to cook so much, you know, <laughs> that's one of the things I didn't. And granted, you can get away with being a vegan and not cooking a lot. You could do that. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are vegans who probably don't cook a whole lot. So you can do it. Um, but when you do it from a family, you know, having a family and everything, 
it's just more cost effective for you to cook your meals. And plus, you know, it's better for you anyway to cook your meals. So yeah, chopping vegetables and all of that stuff, I didn't expect it. However, I will say that we have a lot of go-to recipes, really simple things that we eat as a family that does cut down on the cooking time. You know, stir fries with rice or quinoa. We eat uh, a lot of spaghetti. We eat tacos a lot. All of those different things make it so much easier. So having some meals that are really quick to put together between 20 and 30 minutes, having that in, in your rotation does make a difference. But yeah, get used to cooking because that is a part of it. The way to look at it is you want to get in the habit of like um, having a good mindset. Like how does it make you feel when you put together a meal that's just something that you made that's like simple and something really flavorful and really delicious and that everybody approves of in your house. Um, it is really rewarding cooking. It's very rewarding. And I also find it to be therapeutic, you know, chopping and things like that. Even though, like I said, right now, I don't feel like cooking. It is therapeutic. And I think it's a great way to uh, connect with people that you love, you know, especially in the kitchen. I know a lot of us, I don't know if there's a lot of grandmothers who do this these days, but I know my grandmother, that was a way to connect with her is by cooking. So um, try to fix, try to look at it in a good way. Try to see all of the benefits of making your own food. And I promise that it'll get better, you know. Um, but yeah, expect to cook because it is a part of being on this journey. The next thing I didn't expect to happen with this transition is that I would like vegan cheese. <laughs> so if you don't like vegan cheese right now, I get it. It took me about two years to acquire a taste for vegan cheese. I mean, I still remember the Facebook status that I posted and I was just like, oh, if two years in this vegan thing, I finally like vegan cheese. Um, I'm not saying that you have to. Uh, I feel like vegan cheese has come a long way. It really has come a long way because when I first started, I was just like, what is this plastic mess that they're trying to push over as cheese? What is this? It doesn't even melt. This is crazy. But over the last couple of years, I would say last several years, there's been a lot of um, great advancements in vegan cheese. I mean, some amazing brands like Heidi Ho cheese is so good. I really like Heidi. I actually know Heidi. She's so dope. Um, her cheese, you can buy that at like Whole Foods is really good. Uh, Field Roast makes amazing cheese slices that we like to eat with real cheese sandwiches. Um, also I like Miyoko's cheese. It's like a gourmet cheese. You can find it at like Whole Foods. A lot of health food stores have it and you can order it online. So those are really, really good brands of vegan cheese. And, um, there's one, I think it's called, is it Kite Hill? People keep telling me to try that one. I think it's a, an almond based vegan cheese. And I'm going to try that as soon as I see it again. But anyway, vegan cheese has come a long way. You just have to be really open-minded. I will say that majority of the stuff that's on the shelf isn't that great. It really isn't. <laughs> but um, the ones that I mentioned before are really good. And you can also make your own cashew cheeses at home. You can make Alfredo sauce and dips and all of those things using cashews. Because cashews, as far as vegan-based cheese, are so dope. You will love cashews in your cheese um, as a cheese alternative. But yeah, a lot of times we just miss that, that creaminess, that fat, that oil that goes with the cheese. And you can replace that, you know, hummus and, and avocado and things like that are really great to uh, not necessarily take uh, the cheese flavor, but to kind of give you that, that fatty taste and that, that uh, oily taste that we like from cheese. I guess that's what we like from cheese, right? So, um, yeah, I didn't expect to like it. Daya vegan cheese. I actually had some last night. Um, I feel like that's a really accessible brand. You can find that on a lot of regular grocery stores. You don't have to go to like any health food, you know, health food type of stores to find it. 
I still, I like it. I like it now, but it took me, that was the cheese that took me the longest to get um, adjusted to. I just, I don't know. It doesn't taste anything like cheese, <laughs> but I guess the way to look at it is, and just like vegan life overall is to look at it as a new experience as you go into it. Anything that um, can look like cheese, smell like cheese, but doesn't necessarily have the, you know, the same texture or flavor as the cheese that we know. I always say that if, it tastes exactly like what we knew. Everybody would already be doing it. So you have to just embrace it with an open mind and know that um, it'll get better. It'll get better as you get adjusted to um, this lifestyle. And you will, your taste buds will uh, recalibrate, I guess. It'll reset <laughs> and you'll get adjusted to uh, enjoying some of the things that you don't really like right now. So give yourself some time, be patient, you know, uh, revisit some of these cheeses and some of the options six months from now and you'll be maybe a little bit more open-minded or not. <laughs> Or not. But yeah, I didn't expect to uh, acquire a taste of vegan cheese. So the last thing, I think we're on the last one. Let me look at my notes real quick because I can just just be talking and I don't know. But yeah, on the last one, it looks like I'm on the last one. The last thing I didn't expect to happen is for me to not be perfect and for me to gain weight. I guess that can be two different things. But the first thing I didn't expect to happen is to be not to be, I guess I, I expect it to be like a perfect vegan. And I know like in retrospect that that's really silly. Um, I would say the first two and a half years on this journey, I was, I guess, quote unquote, perfect. You know, I didn't have any like mishaps as far as like um, transitioning and food and and cosmetics and all of the things, everything was really, really well. And then I went on a vacation and um, I had some seafood and it just kind of like, I never feel like I've been completely back on track since then. Um, not saying that every day I just eat whatever, oh, uh, you know, like I'm just gonna go ahead and eat all this food and I don't care that it's not vegan. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that uh, my journey has not been perfect. And I know I've probably talked about this before, but um I think sometimes a misconception about being on this journey is that, you know, vegans are perfect and we don't have any issues with food ever. And for me, that hasn't been the case. I maybe some people that has been the case, but um, I have a feeling that for other people who have been on this journey for more than a couple of years, that that's the case too. You know, sometimes you just don't, uh, you're, you're not going to be as perfect as you would like to be with the food. And so um, being a vegan is, in my experience, and just how I feel about it, is just about being the doing the best you can every single day to, you know, do better for your body, the planet, and the animals. And that's how I look at veganism. And it's not necessarily about it being a perfect lifestyle. It's just about um, doing the best that you can every single day. Um, I kind of talked about the weight gain, too. When I first transitioned, I lost probably about 15 pounds, which is, and I wasn't even really trying to lose weight. I think I just was eating super, super healthy. I eliminated so many processed foods out of my life. I did all of these different things and I was just feeling really awesome as far as my lifestyle, as far as food. And I lost a lot of weight. But what happened is when I learned what happened was <laughs> when I learned how to cook the food and I learned how to transition and I realized that there were so many things that I can make vegan, I gained the weight back. And I feel like I'm still like kind of like on a weight loss journey a little bit right now. Um, not 
you know, all hardcore, anything like that. But I am trying to get down my weight a little bit because I have gained weight over the last couple of years. And it just, it's, I'm starting to really see the weight gain now. And I don't like that. Um, you can, one of, I think another misconception is that when you're a vegan, you don't gain weight. And um, that's not true at all, at least in my experience. I mean, you can gain weight and you can be, you know, a chunky vegan. And I consider myself kind of a chunky vegan. I'll always probably be more, a little more curvy than most, but I think people become vegan so they can lose weight. And I think it's what you're eating, like just like anything. Like if I wasn't a vegan, I can be skinny or, or I can be overweight. It's the same thing. So um, like I said, once I learned how to cook the food and I realized that I can make like anything vegan, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Let me just cook this. Let me make this. Let me go buy that, you know? And so it's just caught up with me. I used to kind of feel, it's funny because I feel like I don't feel as uh weirded out by it anymore because I used to just hate that I was gaining weight and now it's just kind of like you know what this is the reality of your life right now and what are you going to do to change that so that's what I'm doing I'm just taking small steps to uh feel better and to look better as well and so that's what's going on so yeah those are the seven I guess it's seven I think it was six or seven I don't know at this point um things that I didn't expect to happen with my transition um to vegan life and also I guess the lessons that I didn't expect to learn um with this transition so yeah this was a lot of fun I hope this was helpful and I hope this inspired you to keep moving forward you know things aren't always going to be perfect and you probably shouldn't expect things to be perfect just do the best you can every single day and uh, you will see some improvements of course as always, you can reach out to me on social media. Like I said, I'm brown vegan everywhere. And also visit brownvegan.com. Um, I have a vegan starter kit that you can download on. It's only about six or seven pages. It gives you like an overview of what vegans eat, how to transition to this lifestyle, some meal planning tips, a couple of recipes, some resources. You can get that at brownveganvip.com. That's brownveganv is in Victor, I-P is in Paul.com. And you can just download the Vegan Starter Kit, get that immediately, and get yourself going. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. And I'll be back really, really soon with a new episode. Have a good one.